everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, the show where I, John, and Sean Hello. watch streaming Hello. service original pilot episodes and break them down into tiny bite-sized pieces and swallow them whole and let you know whether or not we believe the meal that we just consumed was clear for takeoff or crash landing, either basically good or bad. Today, we have a newer show on Netflix, currently the number two on the Netflix top 10, Bridgerton, but we also have a third guest because, as we found out, Bridgerton is also a book. Kristen, Hello. how are you? Good. I read this one. She read, yeah. in yes. quotes, this one. Audiobooks count as reading. It's weird. It's like... They do. I don't know. I mean, yes. Yes and they no. Do. We need to come up with a different term. Just listen. No, no. It's the same. It's the same thing as if you consume it with your eyeballs? Yeah. Consuming it with your ears? Yeah. I guess. I mean, there, same value, yeah. I'll say. I saw a video on, I, don't, I think it was TikTok, yesterday. This girl's boyfriend recorded him reading The Great Gatsby to turn into an audiobook for her as a gift. And I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, oh that's cute. That's a neat gift if it's something that the person wants to read. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah it was her favorite book. book. Oh, okay. Oh, that's sweet. I thought The Great Gatsby just got canceled some... <laughs> well, I think it's out of print, actually. Okay. Fun fact. Fun fact about The Great Gatsby <laughs> that I don't actually know 100%. don't want to spew uh, fake news. I've never heard so, of that. So... Bridgerton, Sean, yes. you uh, you presented this one to me, but we were both sort of in lockstep as this being a show that we wanted to cover for the pod. What do you know about this show uh, ahead of time? Did you have any uh, notions? Uh, going into it, I didn't really know much besides I saw like the cover art for it and like a snippet of a trailer. And I knew that it was going to mm. take place in. I don't know what times would you even call it. What is it called? Didn't they say eighteen twelve or something like, like 1813. that? Eighteen thirteen. Eighteen thirteen. Does that like? Does it have a name? Like there's medieval it's times. There's not Victorian. It's not because the queen. Uh, it's not Queen Victoria. No, I don't think so. I thought she was eighteen ninety. Does it say anything on the DB? Let's see. Queen Victoria. Yeah, Queen Victoria was was born in 1819 so it's the queen probably two queens before her queen it's the old times during 18 it's like the middle <laughs> times this says it, the there wasn't a queen there's a queen in this show uh queen charlotte queen charlotte let's say sure uh born sophia charlotte of Mecklenburg Strelitz uh, in 1744. She died in 1818. The show takes place in 1813. So we'll say that this is Queen Charlotte, but we'll just refer to her as the Queen because we don't know for sure. And it doesn't particularly matter because she's not the most important character in the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll talk about characters in a little bit. Okay, so you knew it was like uh, an 1800s Queen era. or whatever. Yes. Queen era. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, period piece for sure. I uh, I think last week I referred to it as being like a 
closer to a Downton Abbey, but Downton Abbey is more like uh, Victorian mm-hmm. into early World War One, into the um, the twenties and and stuff like that. Through I, probably World War Two at this point, I I fell off the show, but Downton Abbey is a very good show. This is not quite Downton Abbey. It's it's very different, but it has a similar uh, charm, I would say, to it. Kristen, did you know anything about this before? No. No. I, I never heard of this, honestly. No. I'm not into romance novels. It's mm. not the genre I go to. But once I saw that it was popular on Netflix, I was like, Bridgerton, that's not, that seems like a book. Like, it just sounds like <laughs> yeah. it's from a book. So, and then it is. So, here when we did go. you listen? Um, I listened like last week. Mm-hmm. How long did it took? Take? Me like it a few days. Okay. I think it was twelve hours. I thought it was like twenty-one hours. No, I think it was only twelve. Okay, I didn't listen because it's yeah. fine. I heard like one word, and and Kristen was at the end of the book, and she said, "Don't listen, spoilers." <laughs> um, but fun fact about this. It's like a nine book series, right? It's eight books. Eight books. With some like epilogue collections that come oh after, but there's gotta be some people eight. that are invested in this. The Star yes, Wars it extended really universe. Seems like it. <laughs> no, I have a question about like ebooks and like listening to them and stuff. Uh-huh. When is it like a podcast you literally just like do it whenever or do you have to like be somewhere and like sit down and just like straight up listen and be focused on it or can you be doing other yeah. things like how like when do you do it when do you listen yeah i i think when i was listening to little fires everywhere because that's the only other audiobook i listened to right. that one i mostly just sat and listened to it but this one i was like also playing animal crossing also mm-hmm. like on my phone Coloring. doing whatever and then if like i missed something i would just rewind it a few times that work okay, so, that's fair enough you get the vibe Sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's something. There's something a little off about the audiobook market. <laughs> you just have, you got to pay full price. <laughs> I mean, you to have the book read. To I've you. done both of these from free trials. Uh, so. Well, I also TikTok uh, came in clutch the other day. I saw TikTok. There is this website. I am not for pirating it, but there is a website <laughs> where you can. <laughs> Type in something you're looking for, and then it downloads it straight to your phone, like the book. Wow. It's there. Hey, he might not be into pirating, but do what you (laughs) need to do, people. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right. Well, he's taking off his sweatshirt. (laughs) We we are uh, going to to kick things off by talking about um, the character's that are and there are many in this show uh in this pilot in particular um most of which probably appeared probably all appeared in the uh in this first episode but this is our kowalski analysis report and uh we will start with um i'll I'll start with sean so maybe you want to lay out the little the little squads we have dip into each of the the groups the families i should say yeah yeah um, and attack it that way because there's like this this bridgerton family has like 35 different people what? there's so many <laughs> there's a lot of people go for it uh so we have 
two main families. We have the. I get, you could say two main families, right? Yeah, I would say two. I, I, well, I'd say like two and a half main families <laughs> because, like, because like the the duke is his own thing, but his family's like just him and whatever that lady is. But like, the, I, w- I would say yeah, your your title family and the other rival family, I guess. There is the Featheringtons and there is mm-hmm. the Bridgertons, and they are neighbors across the street from each other, right? Yeah, I would I say so. I, I guess. Yeah. I thought it showed them waving like across the street to each other oh, yeah. the at the very beginning. Okay. Um, yeah. So in the Bridgerton family, there is Antony Bridgerton, uh, mm-hmm. Daphne, the oldest son. Daphne is the oldest daughter of the Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oldest yeah. daughter. Uh, the mother, Lady... I think Lady Violet's the mother, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, Lady Violet Bridgerton. Uh, Mama B. Eloise. Who's Eloise again? Eloise would be the, the next... The, the The next daughter. Kristen has a fun fact of how we can, how we can talk about this Bridgerton yes. family. Well, and they briefly say mentioned it in the show. About how, so there's eight kids, um, and they are all named in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. So that's how you can like tell which one comes next, right? After. Oh, I think I remember them saying something about that. They very briefly said it, and, and when Kristen was explaining it to me yesterday, I was like, "Oh, okay, that is a, a fine way to do it," because. Antony being the the oldest son, the first son, is the A, and then he has two brothers following him, Benedict and Colin, who we don't spend a lot of time with. Yeah. Um, and then Daphne, who's the oldest daughter, who's basically in this position of uh, looking for uh, someone to court her because it's 1800s England <laughs> um, and, you know, tradition stuff. Um, you already mentioned Eloise, who's the next... Uh, girl after that and then we have who after that Flora? Uh, no no f francesca francesca where's francesca i don't see that yeah we didn't really see the three youngest ones much yeah I, she might not even be here she's not even on the imdb mm-hmm. oh wait yes she wow is. she's in Rude. two episodes okay so francesca uh is apparently uh, uh, neglected. Very tertiary character. So we'll we'll. <laughs> she doesn't add a ton, especially to this uh, first episode. Mm-hmm. And then after that, there's G. So Jill Gregory, uh-huh. Gregory Bridgerton, and then Hyacinth uh-huh. Bridgerton, the the youngest daughter, who's named after a flower. And, and that's all the the ways about the Bridgertons. But really, the only important Bridgertons are... Is Anthony we, and Daphne. Anthony, Daphne. Yeah. And then I would and say... the mom, I guess. Yeah, she's definitely important. Just because she's an only... She's a single mother. That's an important yeah. aspect. The, the father passed away. So that's why Anthony is sort of like the head of the household. Um, and I would say... So those two were most important. And then like... Eloise gets some screen time, Colin gets some screen time, and everybody else is like a no-show for the first episode. 
Which is fine because there's a lot of people. A yeah. lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> can't spend all the time on eight kids and the mom. Um, but of course we'll talk about more of the Bridgertons when we get into the, the actual show itself. But what's the deal with the the Featheringtons? They have a different um, family dynamic that's also interesting. <laughs> the Featheringtons are so let me figure out first what the mom's name was again. Uh, there's Penelope, Prudence, Philippa. Mm-hmm. Those are your three the three daughters. Are those the three daughters? Okay, and then all the lady. Yeah, I think she just went by lady. A Portia, Portia oh, Featherington. I guess so. So another. Okay, three. yeah. Is that? Yeah, I believe that's the. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, that, that is the mother. Yeah. Polly Walker. So yes, that is Por- the mother, Portia. Portia. Featherington, she has the three daughters who can't seem to. <laughs> I don't. What's it called when a guy shows up? They, um, you have a. Oh, uh, like like they like you know when it, the guys like, are showing up at their door and they say they have a instead of saying they have a visitor. Uh, they have vi- something. Yeah, is it? A, do they say a visitor or like? You have uh, basically the the entire the premise scene. of the sh- show. I mean, court that like it's not a quarter, <laughs> um, <laughs> ellipses court. Uh, the the premise of the show is that all the girls, basically all the important girls in the show, are trying to to find a, a husband because they're all of age. Or I guess Daphne and the three Featherington girls um, are trying to to find a husband. So they're getting. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's the. <laughs> They're like going to balls and talking to eligible bachelors, and then those said eligible bachelors will like come visit them and try to court them and try to ultimately marry them in the end. So they bring them like gifts and stuff, like dogs and flowers and chocolates and all sorts of stuff. I don't know what the word is, but we can just call it they get visitors except the Featheringtons never get visitors because the two daughters are really rude. And the other daughter is kind of shunned, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I like, I don't, I don't know. We haven't even like hardly gotten, gotten into them as like a, a unit, but three girls. You want to, how about you, Kristen? How about you talk a little bit more about the Featheringtons? Uh, sisters a caller caller a, call, a gentleman caller i That's just good. went to the show on netflix and turned on subtitles <laughs> you got it okay we got nice. callers okay um they're not what society thinks is pretty mm. i think that's the only issue they're having and the one girl penelope she just wants to read Yes, Penelope wants to read and study. So, I mean, I support that. Yeah, she's but cool. Society doesn't like uh, them, I guess. You could. S- it's mainly because of the lifestyle they live. Like, it's because they're rich. Like, if mm-hmm. if they weren't rich, it would obviously be obviously be a completely different lifestyle. So they're just trying to maintain the lifestyle that <laughs> they are raised. In, I guess. Yeah, the way that that their mother wants, because their mother is a 
uber controlling mm-hmm. uh, lady. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, the one that we spend the most time with, uh, we don't spend a ton with them um, individually, but I, I would say Penelope gets some good screen time. Um, I believe she's the youngest of the three daughters. And um, she has a friendship, which we see a little bit, with Eloise, who Eloise is um, kind of similar to Penelope in the sense that she's a reader and a learner and she's very intelligent. Um, They hang out a lot, apparently, according to both their their moms. And um, Eloise, who is Penelope's age, actually skips the whole courting process for a year. And Penelope says, like, I want to just take a year off too, like Eloise. Um, But her mom, being super controlling, says, nope, you're going to do everything that your other sisters are doing because uh, Mrs. Featherington's like, we got to get high society here. We got to get a piece of high society so we can increase our our name because that's what she's all about, power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And most of the time we see... Prudence and Philippa, it's usually when they're getting like denied or they're just like in the background <laughs> yep. when a guy walks by them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they don't have a ton of initiative. They're not in this book much. Really? They like mention them, but that's really it. Yeah. They gave off a little bit of um, the quote unquote Cinderella ugly stepsisters yeah. vibe to me. <laughs> just um, me too. Let's talk about Marina Thompson. Yes, Marina. Cousin Marina. Where did she come from? (laughs) (laughs) I have no clue. Kind of confusing. Uh, If you didn't, like, catch it the one time that they said it, she is the cousin of Lord Featherington. But why is she even there? They don't, they're just like, your cousin's coming to visit and she has to (laughs) stay with us. But they're all mad about it. None of them want her there. Yep. So I don't get it. Yeah. Um... She's there, and... And she doesn't want to be there. She does not particularly care for any of them, um, but she holds herself in uh, in good shape, despite, you know, being harassed by Mrs. Featherington. Yeah. But, uh, spoiler alert, she's the one that is the most eligible bachelorette at the end of the first night's ball. But uh, she gets into a couple other life complications which we'll talk about later. Um, but that's sort of like her thing. She's like this, I don't know, kind of mysterious, but like not really. She's just there because she... I mean, yeah, it's mysterious because you don't like have any clue. That's true. That's what true. she's doing. She wasn't in the first book so at all. I Marina's don't know a new is. character yeah. in terms of how the series starts, which is interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that's her deal. Um... We should talk about the narrator of the show who plays arguably the this first or second or third most pivotal uh, role in the show. Kristen, why don't you talk about Lady Whistledown? Sure, Lady Whistledown. Um, no one knows who she is. We never see her. We just hear her voice narrating. Um, she writes columns, I guess, mm-hmm. in a paper that she publishes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it basically is just like the town gossip. Yeah. What everyone, you know, should know from the balls from the night before and stuff. Um, when I first heard her voice, I was like, is that Julie Andrews? And then it said Julie Andrews. And I was like, yes. Yes. Love her. So that was nice. Yeah. Julie Andrews. 
She's uh, she's putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Sound of Music herself, which I just watched for the first time this holiday season, and I gotta say, a ten out of ten film. Mm. Would recommend. Never Have you ever seen, seen The Sound it. of Music? It's my oh. most favorite movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> One of them. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, she's a you know town gossip, and she's always stirring up the pot. There, every single character is talking about you know what Lady Whistledown wrote, and basically everybody gets the paper for free because she's just so rich that she can give it out for for free. Uh, I actually pretty was, uh, wild stuff. There was one scene where somebody actually did give that paper boy like fifty cents or whatever for the paper. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> he's running around. He's, um, he's putting in work. The very end of the episode though. Lady Whistledown gets bamboozled, which we'll talk about later. Oh, uh, oh yeah, she gets played. Homie gets played, but not for long. Um, so that's Lady Whistledown. We never see her. She's a mystery. Or he, or that. Who knows? It's her voice. Her who, man. Who knows? <laughs> I've got theories. Um, so that's Lady Whistledown, Featheringtons, the Bridgertons. Um, and why don't we just, why don't we talk about the last, uh, main character, I guess. We've got, uh, Simone or Simon Bassett. It could be. It's probably Simone. (laughs) Let's be honest. No. Um, (laughs) uh, he is, uh, the Duke of Hastings, or as I call him, Jason, the Duke of Earls. Uh, he's like a cool, mysterious guy who doesn't want to get married. And Lady Whistledown is like, he's got to get married. He's a duke. He's got a title as a duke. And he basically just rolls into town one day and starts showing up at the balls. And uh, things get uh, things get a little wild. Wait, you said Lady and... Whistledown said he has to get married? Yeah, yeah, Lady Whistledown's like all on him about just being a guy who doesn't want to marry. Like every column that she writes is like, oh, he's so embarrassing that he's like not carrying his lineage or increasing his family's title by getting getting married or okay i thought you meant lady danbury but i I, okay i didn't realize you were talking about the who's lady danbury sean i don't even know (laughs) i really don't (laughs) how yeah i think she's just a lady she's just a lady that has balls hasting is staying with i think they're just friends i guess She's an older lady. Yeah. They're not related. Yeah. No, I don't think they're related. I thought they were, but they don't I, know. Know. I, don't I guess not. No. Uh, she just holds a lot of parties. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, the Duke shows up at the parties and is like, all right, I'm here. And all the ladies come up to him and he says, I'm going to go get a drink and, <laughs> you know, be by myself. He's friends with Antony. Mm-hmm. They went to Oxford together literally just bros like straight yeah, up they're friends. <laughs> it, like you would you could take the scene where they're like antony bassett and they like high five <laughs> and hug and it's like okay this could be in a, a 2020 television show yeah and I, it wouldn't be surprised the way they greet each other is very uh, casual because they're uh, they're just boys um is that that's it? kind of it since they're boys the Anthony doesn't want uh wait yeah Anthony doesn't want Daphne to date the duke just because they're bros I guess I don't know yeah, yeah I think I think so um Anthony the 
second or maybe the first most controlling character in the show. And I think that's a perfect time to segue into our summary portion. Um, I don't know how we want to do this. Mine is going to be we so s- bad if you make me do it. <laughs> then we don't. Then we don't, don't have do to. It. What, you want him to do it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. She wants no. you to do it. Uh, uh, what, how, how long do you want? How long do I you don't want? even know. I got to plan something out in my head first. <laughs> okay, yeah. 58-minute runtime. Um, a lot to, to digest. Um, but I sort of laid out the premise, so hopefully Sean can take it and slam dunk it. Let me, like, uh, write something in my notes real quick just to read off of. I got this. You can do that. You can do this. Oh, uh, a, lot of, this. a lot of small scenes that make up the bigger picture, but if yeah. we just get that, that bigger picture, we can uh, leave the rest to you, dear listener, to mm. go and... Uh, be a reader. Be a reader. That's True. what she says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lady Whistledown now. Um... How we looking? We got, we got the, the bones. Kristen will be able to fill in the holes too. Well, give me like sure. thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. That's I mean, like, Kristen can go first. Well, it's kind of hard for me because things happen differently than in the book. Okay. It, it's a, it's. I mean, I could start. I don't know. Yeah, if, right, yeah. I, I think I got some. All right. Okay. I'll I'll do I'll give you sixty seconds. Do your sixty seconds. Here we go. Um, the show Bridgerton. It takes place during a time when young women are expected to find a husband, like at a really young age, because that's just how times were. Uh, Daphne is in the Bridgerton family, and her brother Anthony is very controlling and wants to find her a husband for her um a lot of events take place where uh he doesn't like any of the options for her and eventually they get in a fight uh then there's a plot twist at the end where the duke of hastings and daphne uh come up with a plan to bamboozle everybody um (laughs) got 10 seconds put a bow on it What's that was the bow? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> that's all I got. All right, um, I'll I'll just sort of stream of consciousness it along. Um, yes, all the eligible ladies in the the town are they go to see the queen to get appraised for who the uh, incomparable is. It's called uh, basically the most. Uh, I don't know the most eligible bachelorette of the of the town, basically decided by the queen. That's how we start the show. Daphne Bridgerton is decided upon by the queen to be flawless, darling. That's what she yeah. says to her, um, very much as if it's like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race or something. And that uh, ultimately puts Daphne in the driver's seat as uh, the most eligible bachelorette of the town. Uh, we've got Lady Danbury holding balls, um, which are just big fancy dances if you're not familiar. And um, the Bridgertons, the Featheringtons, the Duke of Hastings who showed up, every, uh, a bunch of other eligible bachelors and bachelorettes all go to this ball to try to like hang out and get to know each other. 
Antony is super controlling and basically tells Daphne, like, that guy's dumb, that guy's dumb, that guy's a cheater, that guy sucks, that guy just is in it for your dowry or whatever, um, and is controlling who she wants or who she's going to get married to ultimately because he's the head of the house as the oldest son with no father. So that's had to like figure that out by halfway through the show or so. Um, so we go through a bunch of balls and uh, ultimately nobody shows up to no callers show up for uh, Daphne except for one uh, Nigel Burbrook, who's this creepy, creepy guy um, and like super older than super, super older than her. And it's just like, you can tell he's a creep. Um, all the other boys are interested in Marina Thompson uh, because they're like, who is that girl? And that's sort of like her plot line. Um, Daphne can't seem to get anybody interested in her. Um, she has a couple of uh, clandestine bump-ins with the Duke of Hastings, and they sort of build this, um, I don't know, not like a friendship, but like a, a rivalry almost. They like kind of butt heads a lot. Uh, the Duke comes over for dinner because... Um, some people want her and the Duke to get together, uh, come the end of the show, uh, at another big ball on like an Island or something. Um, Daphne is in a flower garden and Nigel Burbrook, who's pursued her on and on and on throughout the show is like, come here, you, and he like grabs her <laughs> and she basically like, Gives him a, a one-two, a hard a hard right to the face. Knocks him out. The Duke is like, oh, are you okay? I see you just knocked this uh, this climp, which I don't know if that's a bad word, but that's the word they refer to him. Probably. Um, they knock him out. And uh, and then the two decide that, look, Lady Feathering, Lady Featherington, Lady Whistledown is writing columns where making fun of you because you were the incomparable and maybe you're not actually the incomparable because no gentleman suitors are calling for your hand. And she's like, and Lady Whistledown writes about you not wanting to marry anybody. So they're like, what if we just pretend to be madly in love with each other and then she'll stop writing crap about us and then they go dance and then cut to, to black. Did I do an okay job sure. with that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's you, the podcast. And that's the podcast. <laughs> See everybody. Feel free to roam about the counter. Kristen. Yeah. What do you re recall from, from the show? If there's anything that you might smooth over what I, mm -hmm. I added there. Well, something that I wanted to say. Well, I mean, nothing in the show that you really missed. That was fine. But something that Cute. was different in the book and the show was in the book in the book, in the show, Simon and Daphne first met when she's like running away from a guy and like bumps into him. Mm, yeah. At right. in the ball. Right. And I was, that's not how they first met in the book. Oh. And I was going to be upset if they didn't include the scene where Daphne is like punching. Oh, that's when they Brooke. first met? That's when they first met in the book. Really? Yes, when she punches him. So that would mean that there was no dinner scene where they sat next to each other? That that happens later, after they're already pretending to be together. Oh. 
a little out of order. Yes, things were just out of order. Wait, so, so I was book, glad they in the book yeah. at the dinner scene they were pretending to be in love. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So that was different because in this dinner scene they're like fighting still, kind of. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, who? Who really? There's somebody in the. Oh, right, right. Because there's this scene where they go to the show. It's it's Daphne and oh, Mrs. Yeah. Bridgerton and Lady Danbury, who's there. But this is why I thought Lady Danbury was related to to the Duke, because they go to this show, like an opera or whatever. The Queen's there, and Daphne's like, "Hey, Queen, it's me, Daphne. Remember me?" And the Queen's like, "You're like a scrub now. I, I I really screwed up." And like Lady Whistledown was laying into the Queen because this Queen is never wrong, but the Queen has to take an L on Daphne because she said she was the incomparable one, but Daphne didn't get any callers. Um, but ultimately in the end, she gets this fake romance with Duke, but we're in the box seat with Daphne and Mrs. Bridgerton and Lord, uh, Lady Danbury and Lady Danbury and Mrs. Bridgerton do like a secret, like big brother alliance. They're like, yo, we gotta, we gotta work together to get, uh, Daphne and, and the Duke together or something. And they just like come up with this plan yeah. To like kind of get them together because like it wouldn't it be great for my family and for your family, which means I think he no, has some connection to they're her. Not related. Okay. Well, then why does still Lady Danbury care so much? Just because she's friends? Well, he has no parents anymore. He like needs someone to like look after him, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's a duke. Yeah. Well, I guess it could just be a friend trying to set up uh, a romance with with Daphne, but there's like people behind the scenes that want them to kind of be together before they actually end up in this fake thing. Mm-hmm. What does but, being uh, a duke even mean? Who knows? What's a lady? What's a lord? Yeah, it's like... What are any of these? Lady just like misses now? <laughs> uh, but I think it's more like fancy for some reason. Right, it's usually like a lady is the wife of a lord. Right, but what do lords do? What do dukes do? I wrote well, that in my notes. I don't I understand. Who is the? What's <laughs> um? What's his face? What's uh? <laughs> what's the? What are the princesses? Yeah, I think they're duke and duchess. Of- <laughs> Lord Farquaad. <laughs> but like that doesn't. That means he's related to the queen somehow. And is this the real queen no. of England? I don't think so. Who is the queen? Of the town. Oh, maybe. she's the queen. She's the actual queen. She can't be the so. queen of town. There is not a queen of town. <laughs> I did not believe that that's the queen real of queen of England. Uh, there's, I don't think that's the queen of She England. was like slouching in her chair, acting like... <laughs> she was chilling, dude. That's like a thing. That the queen was not slacks. the queen. They slay slouch. <laughs> no. She's like wearing that big poofy dress. She's got to be uncomfortable. She's just like... Ugh. <laughs> in her corset or whatever. No, that was she was. Not. She was absolutely the queen. This could be a, just a fictional, like weird. She, the queen's not in the book. Maybe it was a pet okay. queen. Ah, <laughs> flawless darling. That makes more sense now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, whatever. She's the queen, quote unquote. Because I didn't like that. Doesn't matter if she's queen of England or not. Okay. Um, she's just some arbitrary woman who decides that other young girls are. <laughs> 
eligible. Uh-huh. Um, I want to... She looked like Maya Rudolph. She looked a little <laughs> bit like Maya Rudolph. She had a little Maya in her. I'll uh-huh. agree. Um, I want to talk about Antony because he's like super important and we didn't really give him his, his due day on the catwalk. Mm-hmm. But uh, talk a little bit more about, about Antony's situation, Sean. Like what's he up to even though he's the oldest son and he's not married? Like Scandal. His affair type thing. Not not affair, but like his the thing he's hiding. Yeah, yeah. Talk, like that very much dictates who he is as a as a character, at least in this but first I think episode. He redeems himself. Well, there's a big moment that yes. I think we should talk about. Okay. Um, but in the beginning, describe, he's yeah. secretly having sex with one of the ladies that sings in the opera. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yes, um, I think that's she's a soprano or something. That's all we really know about her. Sienna, <laughs> that's her name. And she then, in the book? And then he no. had, like finds his calling and decides he has to like cut that off. And then mm-hmm. he has a serious talk with Lady Bridgerton, his mom. Yeah. And yep. pretty much just to sum it up, he she's like, uh, yeah, you gotta be the man of the house, not the brother, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. Um. Then he cuts off the opera girl, and then <laughs> for some reason, that means that he can allow Daphne to get married to Burbrook, which is an awful decision. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We should definitely clear, well because clear that up. his whole thing was like she can't get married for no reason because like he, for right. no good he knows, reason. He knows like everybody all the guys that are competing for Daphne. He knows mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. Everybody. And knows everything And he's like, them. Lord Burbrook has no debts. You can marry him. Yeah. Even though he's like <laughs> 60. He's never hit a woman. He's he's basically like a harmless guy. He's a, a decent shot. He's funny. He's not funny. He's a creep. <laughs> Yeah. He's irredeemable. He and likes that's why he, her. He gets a shot through the faith. I don't think he likes her. I don't know. Um, but yeah, th- that's a really interesting dynamic because Anthony spends the first half of the episode being like, can't marry these guys. And then immediately after he calls up, calls off his re- remation, re- relationship, his relationship with Sienna, the singer, he's like, okay, I got to be the man of the house. Go marry the only guy that's coming to your door yeah. because that's your only, uh, your only option. And it, yeah, it's Antony's fault because he's the one that pushed every other guy away. Yeah. Um, like, he's the reason she didn't dance mm-hmm. at the first ball. And that's the reason Marina got all of the gifts because she was out on the floor mm-hmm. dancing it up. Yeah. When did she get, um, When did she... Was she pregnant when she got there? I think Let's talk so. about that plot line. Okay. Kristen. Uh... So Marina shows up for some reason, and then she felt sick, so she didn't go to the last ball they went to. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> the The maid who was cleaning the sheets, uh-huh. like, took where I guess we're cleaning Marina's sheets, and she is like surprised for some reason yeah. and we're like oh what's on the sheets nothing the maid is su- right 
They're nothing. Yep. It's nothing. It's nothing. And you're like, oh, okay, she hasn't had her period. Yeah. So she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I Was think that that's why so? she came. It's it's the well, it's Mrs. Featherington, Lady Featherington, being so controlling, and knowing that she is due. But well, she fe- said she's been here for a month and she hasn't. There you go. Shown on the sheets that she's on her period. Right. And and, like, and like they don't have tampons and pads back then. No, it's <laughs> right. eighteen thirteen. No. Yeah, so um, I guess it wouldn't be good protection. And we see a scene where Marina, um, like, lifts up the sheets and, like, looks and, like, yeah. gets mad and throws the sheets because uh. she wants to be not pregnant. I think she had a one-night stand after the first ball. Probably the most likely situation. But mm. I, it with who, who knows? I have a prediction, and it's a sp- spicy one but we'll we'll get it we'll get into that when we get there but that's like marina's thing she's like the most eligible bachelorette but now she's got this um veil over her her face because Mm -hmm. she's basically broken this like um unwritten rule that you're not supposed to to do that um which sucks and that's 1800s england yeah well even I don't know if you remember, but even the one scene where Daphne's in the garden at the end with Simon and Lord Burbra, yep, they literally were just standing there like 30 feet apart talking to each other. Mm-hmm. She was like, I can't be seen in the garden with two men. Yep. So she's trying to leave. Correct. Yep. Yeah, because social distancing equals sex in 1813. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <sighs> a lot of, uh, a lot of uh talking points about this one i but i I think we i think we wrapped it up pretty well i um as far as the plot was i honestly thought that it was gonna take like the most basic story route ever i wrote down me too i wrote down a prediction in the beginning saying that daphne's brother anthony is gonna say no to everybody she likes well she did but then she's gonna get angry find somebody she wants to be with and then turns out that the person she chose is bad and it's just using her and then mm. it would just be like a i told you so situation but yeah i honestly was not expecting the duke and her to i, I was expecting them to get them to get together obviously but not like yeah just a fake relationship completely agree i i that was enough for me to be like okay this is original enough that i'm like thumbs up i i was i was very happy that it wasn't just the very cliche they fall in love over something even like when they bumped into each other i was like oh they're gonna like fall in love because they bumped into each other that's annoying but no they they were like this is a uh, marriage of necessity type of thing we're in it for to clear our names which is cool like mm-hmm. arguably just straight up cool to me um yeah and... so it subverts expectations which is a definitely a, a strength we didn't talk about this before we started, but let's not forget that this show had 63 million viewers, like, the first week, I think. Really? Yeah, it was, wow. like, one of the hottest shows on Netflix, like, so far. And I don't I, know how that happens. Weird. It's weird, because I would not expect that from this show. Right. People are into this kind of, like, 
old-timey... Drama. Yeah, they are. And I think it was primed by Enola Holmes. Oh, maybe. Maybe people were like, oh, I, I love old England. Let's get <laughs> some older England uh-huh. on top of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, that's a good uh, that's a good point, Sean, to bring up that uh, the people are were eating this one up, and like I said, it held at number one for a little while, but uh, it's currently number two. What's one? Um, and we will see. Do you know what one so, is? Now? What's one now? Uh, I do not know what one is now, but I will check it. Um, while I check this, why don't we uh, move on into our next segment? Oh, it's it's I think it's Cobra Kai. Ew. Uh, Netflix <laughs> top ten. Uh, I don't know how you check it. It just says the shows that are in the top ten. Um, your phone, yeah. yeah. Uh, Netflix originals. Sabrina's back. It could be that. Yes, yeah, oh. Bridgerton so is number Bridgerton. one. Okay, so it was number two yesterday, uh, but now it's number one. We got Bridgerton, Cobra Kai, History of Swear Words, Pieces of a Woman. No one's heard of these. Other we can shows. be heroes, which is uh, I think Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yeah, I'm like not like kidding. It. Surviving Death, uh, Sabrina at number seven. Seventeen again at number eight. Oh, I guess that just came on. <laughs> Gabby's Dollhouse and uh, holding at number ten for the fifteenth year in a row. <laughs> Coco Melon, whatever Coco Melon is. Weird. Oh man. Okay, but likes and dislikes. likes and dislikes. Uh, two of each, please. Sean, you start. Uh, two likes. Uh, visually, it's beautiful. It started out with a just like a sky view of the, I guess what you call it, a city. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It just looked a little CG to me, but yeah, it's fair. But I even though it was CG, I thought it was very pretty. Um, mm-hmm. and second like is costumes, costume designing. I thought it was very good and. I feel like they didn't really... I'm not a pro in the Queen era, but I think that they got everything right. <laughs> okay. Good things to, to like. What uh, what didn't you like? Um, uh, it's hard to say, but I... I the only reason I'm not going to keep watching this is because this just isn't really my thing. Like, I just don't... I don't know. I'm not... I liked the episode, but I just don't really have mm-hmm. any interest in keeping on. But uh, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, second dislike. Um, I don't really know. I don't think I. There wasn't a character that you were like not into. Bur Burr- looks like he smells bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good one. So true. That is a good one. That's funny, Krista. That's all I got. Um, likes. I also said the colors. It looks so like vibrant and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the plot line with that you were talking about at the opera with Lady Danbury mm-hmm. and Lady Bridgerton talking because that didn't happen in the book. Like mm-hmm. them talking together. Lady Danbury is like barely in the book. They go to her ball, but like she's not really there. Hmm. So I liked she that they changed that she plot she line. And made them like talk to each other more. She's in seven episodes. So. She's in a full seven okay. or seven out of eight. So. so they expanded her story, which we love. Yeah. Um, that was two. I will say, 
love slash hate Antony. Mm. I think yeah. in the book he definitely was like also the same kind of guy. Yeah. But adding in, which maybe this happens in later books, I don't know. Adding in his like affair situation, mm. I was like, they're really like making him seem like the bad guy. Mm. But I think you still like have an appreciation for him. Like he's trying to protect his family, I just like so. doing it in a super bad way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. love slash hate that. Societal pressures. Societal yeah. pressures. Um, and then the whole queen thing, I did not appreciate. I didn't like that. Oh. I was like, who is this queen? That's not the real queen. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Where's Elizabeth? <laughs> Where's Victoria? She's fake. So queen storyline, no. All right. Well, I will actually say one of my early likes uh, in the first scene where we get all the the girls being presented to the queen, or really just Daphne and the, the Featheringtons, um, when the queen says no to one of the Featherington girls, she passes out, and it's just like, like not because completely of that. out. She's like completely out. Yeah, because her corset's so tight. Whatever, at the feet of the queen. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think. And of the that. queen is just like the queen is just like. Ugh. I know she's it's mean. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I didn't even think the... of it being the corset. I thought it was just because she was nervous, but okay. that makes more Probably sense. Both. Yeah. yeah, corsets think... are uh, are evil. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. It looked I, like I can say that as a man. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We see that a little bit. That like, oh god, they have to. These these women are uh, very up against it. Let's see. So I thought the queen was was kind of funny for like that little thing. Um, let's see. Uh, the other thing that I like, uh, a character that we didn't really talk about, I thought Eloise was a really cool character because she used to always want, she was always the one who's like, did you guys read what Lady Whistledown wrote? Because I'm just like <laughs> here to read. Um, and she had like a snark to her that I thought was very entertaining. Um, and fun fact, though she is the younger sister of Daphne in the show, the actress who plays Daphne is 25, and the actress who plays Eloise, who's supposed to be a young girl, is 31. So what? Yeah. you got to really, like, subvert your expectations about how old these people are. It you're is, not supposed to look it up. But it's wild when you do look it up. Um, yeah. Eloise was, was, was a cool, fun, snarky character that I was like, nice. Somebody that's not, like, that doesn't have to be, you know, in this main storyline who can just add little blurbs because that's the character they wrote her to be if i so, may add yeah to, to the whole age thing that's mm-hmm. like in outer banks mid-20s people <sighs> playing uh-huh. teenagers <laughs> yeah weird yeah, john b's like 28 but i i thought they looked young <laughs> like i thought these girls looked young they oh they did looked young yeah i agree i agree she looked young yeah um yeah, that's uh, that's TV shows for yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. They just couldn't get like a actual young person to to play the role. Yeah. Um, because it's it seems pretty demanding. I mean, the yeah. the lines are a lot, and the vocab is a lot, and they just gave her like weird hair to make her look younger. <laughs> yeah, weird hair. <laughs> Split bangs. Ew. Props to the uh, actors so for um, being able to like talk so 
perfectly, like recite their lines so per- Like I feel like if I was an actor and I had to talk like that, it would take me so many takes. I can only imagine <laughs> filming it; it would probably take forever. So I can't even mm-hmm. imagine what they went through. Yeah, man, that's a that's a tough world, especially period pieces. That mm-hmm. there's they're pretty demanding. Um, so those are my likes. My dislikes are very nitpicky, um, but the soundtrack of the show is uh vitamin string quartet uh plays uh, 2010's hottest hits uh in the background of the first ball uh thank you next a string quartet version of ariana grande's thank you next plays and it's like really is that going on yes it is and you have to like do a triple take would you have even noticed if it didn't say it on the no i i I I absolutely got both of them I got both of the songs before they said. <laughs> okay. um, and later on, uh, Maroon 5, Girls Like You. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's just like weird. It, it, it pulls you out of it a little bit. Like they couldn't just have an original score. I mean, the Vitamin String Quartet, don't get me wrong. They're very talented. They've, done, they've been doing work for a long time, doing a lot of string covers. Just felt a little out of place. But I guess the Queen is also out of place here, so... That's fine. This is the universe where the Vitamin String Quartet exists in 1813 and are writing Maroon 5 and Ariana Grande music to accompany the, the lords and the ladies of the day. A little weird to me. It just put me off a little bit. Where was Moves Like Jagger? Now, if Moves Like Jagger <laughs> played, then we've got something to say. Um, my final dislike is if you look up if you watch the introduction to this show, it is 95% the same as The Crown, The Politician, Westworld, and Game <laughs> of Thrones. Every single intro to all these big drama shows are like all the same. Just look it up. Take my word you for it. You fast forward through it. I'm not saying, yes, you're right. You fast forward through it, but it's like, What's the point then? Just like don't do an introduction at all. Why have to make it look the same as all these other yeah, ones? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like the introduction personally. I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I mean like the people who created the show deserve the credit. Yeah. But like people skip them anyway. So it's just like weird. But for whatever reason, look up those five or so shows. <laughs> They're pretty much all the same intros. A thing growing out of something that ultimately forms this one thing at the end. A tree, or a crown, or a person. shooting at each other. Or another person, or two guns. Yes. That's, uh, that's my big complaint. But enough, is, enough about that. Are you ready to move on into predictions, Sean? Let's head into it. So now we're going to talk about the things that we think are coming up in uh, Bridgerton. We've got Kristen, who knows more than us, but also has, like, things that she's not sure of because the show handled it differently than the book. Uh And there's eight books, and this is one episode of one season of a show. And then there's Sean and I who are like, what the heck's going to happen? So we'll start with Sean, your first prediction that you got about this show. I think Anthony, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think he's going to date a Featherington. I think he's gonna. Some, I think he's somehow gonna get into because he's gonna eventually get in a relationship, and since we oh, already know two families, in? I feel like 
he's gonna meet up with a Featherington. One of the peas. <laughs> one of the many pea Featheringtons. Um, interesting. Uh, Kristen, can you confirm or deny that Anthony gets together with someone? In the first book. Oh. No, the-, the first book is just about Daphne. Okay. And then I think it's like, there's eight books, there's eight kids. I think each book is about a different yeah. kid. Oh. Huh. So I think the second book is about Antony. Probably. But I do have the family tree here, so I know who they all marry. Yo. Does <laughs> Antony, can you confirm, well, I guess that's a kind of a spoiler if he doesn't get married. I think Antony. I can confirm that one of them gets with one of the Featheringtons. I know who that would be. I know who that would be. <laughs> I think uh, I think Colin Bridgerton gets together with Penelope Featherington because there's a scene in the sh- the show where he defends her from. Uh, Isn't she some... like fourteen? Uh, she's actually thirty one. The actress is thirty one. <laughs> Penelope. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's like twelve or thirteen. Uh, yep. Yep. I, they they did yeah. an amazing she's way of transforming. Like Fifteen. Um, supposed to be. Yeah, because she's of age, I yeah. guess. Do you think she's probably sixteen? That just blew um, my mind. Yeah, mind blowing, right? But uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it might be that. But hey, Anthony, if he had to like do it out of necessity to give credence to the name Bridgerton, I don't know how important the Featheringtons are, but they're probably important if the the dad is a lord. Um, that's definitely interesting, but I would, I would, uh, I would guess it's another pairing, but we didn't really talk about that. So you're all like, who the heck is Colin and Penelope? <laughs> um, yeah. that's my, my response to that. I think well, one of my theories, um, shoot, let me, let me see. I've got like two, two biggies, two biggies. Uh, this is my bit, my, this is my second biggest one. I'll say. Uh, Marina Thompson is Pregante. We do not know who the gentleman suitor is, but I think, and this is a shame if this is the truth, but I think it is her cousin, Lord Featherington. Lord Featherington. The dad, Papa Featherington. I know, see, see, I didn't think so either. We see him in two scenes where he's reading the paper. No way. In <laughs> well, both scenes. He's in eight episodes, so it gives him a reason mm-hmm. to be in the episode. I don't know. I literally don't even remember seeing him. I, yeah. He, every, the two times that we see him, he is looking over his paper at Marina. Uh, there's a scene where she's sitting on the couch talking to Colin, and it's like, oh, Colin and Marina have such a nice relationship. Somebody says to Lord Featherington as he looks over the paper at Marina. Oh, the other time that Marina's getting all these gentlemen callers coming to her door. Uh, He is sitting at the table drinking tea and reading the paper. And he looks over the paper at Marina. And Lady Featherington is like, shouldn't you be out on a walk? And he's like, I think it's going to rain, even though it's sunny. (laughs) Something's up. And I hope it's not that, but that's just the vibe that I got, and it's a shame because he's just as creepy as Mr. Burbrook. I said it. I hate that you pull me into your ridiculous predictions. Okay, but that would mean that Uh she wasn't pregnant when she got there. 
she got pregnant there. Probably. Okay. That's still what I think. She showed up and then she got pregnant. I think she was pregnant. And that's why she, had she was sent there. Mm. Why? To like cover it up. To like make it seem like that was the case or something. Oh, like she just needed to move there because it was closer to the balls and everything? Like her parents, for some reason... Shipped her out. Wanted her to go there because she was pregnant. Interesting. Interesting. That's my theory. Okay. That, it could be. We Look, Marina wasn't in the book. Kristen knows nothing about her. She's in another book. She's in another book. Um, but she's definitely an interesting character um, that we don't spend a ton of time with, but predictions abound. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, do you have another one? I do, and it's probably like the most, yeah, like I don't know, the most predictable, but I feel like it's too predictable. I, oh. I think, well, I don't, I don't know, but I said the Duke and Daphne are going to get married. Ooh, a hot one. The Duke and Daphne like end up they're together. Pre- they're pretending to fall in love. And then yeah. it's kind of predictable that they will fall for each other, like, very slowly. And then, I don't know, though, because, uh, actually, I, yeah, I, that's that's all I got to say about that. Well, what, let's say, let, let's do it this. Over, under, over, under, episode three and a half we'll put the mark the margin at three and a half when do either of them profess their love together over under three and a half episode three and a half over so before professing their love mean? over okay you're taking over so yeah. one of them so says i love like episode you episode seven that was eight there's eight episodes kristen episode five okay so you're both taking the over i am going to say episode three daphne says I love this guy. <laughs> to him or to somebody else? Uh, it, probably, it could be to somebody else. Um, uh, I did say to one another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's, four, if it's four and a half. You said five. Sean said seven or Because since they're pretending, that means that they're always going to have to be with each other. It's going to be a while. I, like, they're going to spend a couple episodes talking about the plan. But they're absolutely going to be together all the time. And then it's just going to naturally figure itself out mm-hmm. um but i think they're a cool couple from what we get from like their bo- individual dynamics because they're both very smart and uh trying to best this uh anonymous writer who is my second prediction my biggest prediction of the whole dang thing That's is that lady good. whistledown the anonymous writer is not a lady at all, but Antony. Antony is Lady Whistledown. Uh, John, please. The, dude, Come on, man. He, okay, facts that would make it think that, would, would make me think that. He knows about every single one of these men. He knows about all these women. He's always writing all the time. He, his mom talks about how she he just comes to the house to write, write, and write, and write. He's like Alexander freaking Hamilton. He's writing all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know how often these papers, these columns are produced. Like but every day. It's still, I still think it tracks. I, but I will, she writes about like 
oh, it doesn't seem like Daphne is really the best bachelorette now because whatever. He's a right. cheeky <laughs> son right. of a gun. Also, I also think you could be easy. You could easily say, oh, he, why would he write a hit piece about his scandal with a singer? <laughs> yeah, because try to lead you off the case. I I went wow. back to Netflix and like the last second when she's narrating she slash he for john mm-hmm. um <laughs> they're they're finishing writing the last like column or whatever you want to call uh-huh. it and Sign lady. they're wearing a glove a white glove while they're yeah, writing it shows her hands it doesn't matter what that they show her hands <laughs> it, it, it's just a it's it's anonymous figure until they show the face. Anthony's not wearing white gloves. <laughs> I never said that he's wearing white gloves. The, to give the author, to give the He's got a female viewer, writer for him. To, to cover up the grift, they need to make you think that it's a female writer. I think it's Anthony. I'm like 99% sure <laughs> about it. Okay. The flag is in the ground. Oh I don't God. think, but here's the thing. I don't think we're going to find out about it in the first season. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't think it's going to be a factor. But they talk about her a lot. So I think there could be a, an arc of the season where they're trying to, like, figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be, like, a mystery where it's like, who is she? XOXO <laughs> Gossip Girl. It's basically Gossip Girl. I never watched <laughs> Gossip Girl, but I, I feel like this is the plot to Gossip Girl. I never watched that either. Well, who do you think it is then, folks? Just actually doing it. That meme, Who? The meme, go piss girl. <laughs> What's that? I don't, you don't I know don't. what that is. <laughs> oh, go, no. Go what? piss girl? <laughs> now you're just making me, all right, hold on. <laughs> um, how do I do this? I'm looking it up. Search up the go like, piss girl meme. Go piss girl. Hey, how do I look oh, today? that's different. Gorgeous girl. Let's I, see. I, I don't I don't see There's a lot of different ones. <laughs> oh my god. The new gossip girl meme is You're exactly making me look one. bad. Yeah, it's from April well, 2020. <laughs> Hold on. It's it says gossip girl. Oh it, it corrected. How do I send gossip. a message on Skype? Go piss girl. Oh, I have to be. Go piss girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It was all over Twitter. How did you not see that forever ago? Look, That's funny. 2020, things happen. <laughs> and now it's 2021 and things are happening differently. All right, that's out of the way now. That's out of the way. Go piss girl. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I think mm-hmm. Lady Whistledown. I think it's one of their, like, staff people. Like, either, like, Mm, Lady Danbury or Lady Featherington or Lady whatever their name is, Bridgerton. One of their their maids. (laughs) Like, they talk to their maids, Mm. and then it could be one of their maids. Yeah. What if it's the one that got the sheets from... Marina's room. I think that's a good. I think that's a good uh, 
viable candidate. Uh, it has to be somebody on the inside, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So either it's a maid or it's one of the family members. And I think if it's not Antony, then it's definitely you, Hyacinth. Well, uh, also, if it was a like maid seven. and Julie Andrews plays Lady Whistledown, don't you think we would have seen them in episode one? Well, no, I, I don't think Julie Andrews is, is actually going to play a, a No, role. I don't think she's, she's in It's it. just her voice. Yeah. You think? Yeah. She's very old. I don't, yeah, I don't think we're going to see her. Mm, like, that I would be... We, I feel like we would. That would be the uh, the, the Maggie Smith play, uh, uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, the, the woman who plays Minerva McGonagall. Or, she looks, like, super old, and she's in every season of Downton Abbey. But she's the best part of Downton Abbey. Um, I wouldn't put it past them if they put... If Julie Andrews did just appear. Just, like, in the background. But I don't think... <laughs> um, I don't think it's it's her. I think it's just she's getting yeah, credited for her voice. Um, I think we do eventually. We're find not that gonna though. know. How would they know? How would they know? They're never. They're never gonna, gonna know. know. How do they know? Ah, look. I just think it's a spicy take, man. I want it to be true, so I'm gonna, you know, stick my flag in the ground and say this is who I think it is. And if I'm wrong, I don't care because I can't get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Kristen's got a question. question. What do you think? I think it was kind of explained that Simon has a sort of tragic family history. At least his parents. Yeah. True. Because they do don't talk think? about his dad. Yes. Um, he clearly doesn't like his dad. That's true. What do you think is that situation? Uh, his parents got lost in uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. I think probably like a uh, tragic boating accident. I think I feel like it's just they don't talk to him because he keeps saying he doesn't want to get married. Maybe they, mm-hmm. they maybe they're just like trying to push him to get married, and now they don't want to talk to him since he's so content on not getting married. Mm-hmm. True, but this is par- is his parents. Uh, are they the ones responsible for giving him the title of duke? Yeah, his dad was a duke, then he's the duke, so well, he needs wouldn't to. Wouldn't his dad be lord? I don't know, Sean. No, I think they're different. I think dukes are different from lords. No, I think dukes are dukes are like dukes have next like, level. Dukes have like a town they're in charge of somehow. Correct. Hastings would be the town that he's yeah. in, in charge of. So he needs to have a son to give the duke title to, or else it like goes away. His right. family's not the duke anymore. Right. Oh my god. But the duke, the duke, he doesn't like being called like Antony refers to him as Hastings a lot in the show. Um, but he says, don't call me that. That's my dad's name. Um, so yeah, there's re- definitely contention mm-hmm. between the Duke and uh, his father, but I don't know. I, I something that we'll see. Hopefully there was a fight, a fight broke out and he punched him and then he left. I, I really like, I didn't spend that too much time fixating on what their bad relationship would be like, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would be it'd be worthwhile if they put it in the show. So, if not in season one, maybe season two. Who knows? I'm sure they'll explain it probably the next episode. Probably, you would think that Daphne would want to maybe meet them, or yeah. even bring it up. I don't know. Wow, I talked a lot about Bridgerton. I'm like. 
oh my god <laughs> i'm like my, i'm like whole gasping for for water i'm like spongebob oh my lord all right before oh, we my, go, oh my duke before we go into our next segment i'm gonna go piss girl <laughs> all right oh while, my jason duke of earls while while sean's going to piss we're gonna keep uh we're gonna do a Kristen and john segment okay um what can we talk about i want to get the rest of the books okay i want to read them i think this does have a huge following you think yes like a huge secret following that i never really? knew about interesting like how big like huge like anyone who's into romance novels like knows about this and i've just never been into that but this was really good like the book was really good kristen loved it mm-hmm. eh, i mean i i like i know we're moving on in the next se- segment okay get oh my water. god i'll be back <laughs> keep talking Jeez. um okay what can i talk about what else is different from the book? I thought it was super cute when Colin was like, I'm going to dance with Penelope because you're being mean to her. That was so sweet. The title of the second book is The Viscount Who Loved Me. What is a Viscount? How do you spell That's that? That's an Enola Holmes. Uh, V-I-S-C-O-U-N-T. That's another title. Viscount. I think it's Viscount. It is Viscount. Oh, okay. What is a Viscount? I don't know. What's like the hierarchy? I don't know. Is Viscount? Yeah, there's, I think there, actually, that's probably it. I bet it's, I bet it's Lord, Duke, Viscount. Like at the bottom is Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like Scrub. But like, still royalty. Sir. Lord. Sure, sure. Knight in absentia of the court of castle oh um lord duke viscount count dracula because like vice count yes it's like pre-count you're right and then but after I think count duke is above them i don't know well because the countess there's the countess and then there's the princess who's the countess oh i'm just saying in, in the game of love letter yeah it's the countess and there's, then there's the princess. There oh my god. There's not a duchess. But uh, the duchess would be the duke. Female version of the duke. Yes. So duke, duchess, viscount, count, and countess. And then princess and prince. And then king and queen. We were the kings. All right. But Prince Harry is also, a, well, was yes. a duke. Yeah. You can have a probably a subtitle. Yeah, Prince Harry... The Duke of Earls. Yes. Jason Earls, the Duke of Earls. <laughs> so who knows? If you know, listener, let us know. All right, back to your regularly, ske- regularly scheduled program <laughs> after all of those extracurricular activities. Um, Sean, why don't you introduce our final segment? For the final segment, we're going to figure out whether this show is ready for takeoff or crash landing ready for takeoff meaning quality show got a lot of viewers got a big audience it is a good good program uh crash landing meaning this is hot trash steaming pile of garbage john you go first what do you think for me uh it was uh there was never too much of a doubt 
despite the show getting off on uh, a bad foot with me. Uh, but this is a clear program. Um, I look around and um, like Kristen already mentioned, I, I feel like there's a desire for for you know early English period pieces. I think people like British television a lot. People are watching Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, baby. Which is One all over Netflix. I, I don't know too much about it. I know that there's Peaky and then there's Blinders. And they poke <laughs> your eyes out, kid. Um, but I, I think I think there's like an audience of people that would watch all of these shows. And people who maybe just watch the BBC and are like, I want more uh, British content. And here's another period piece. Um I'm sure there are a lot of romances on Netflix, but I feel like this is a romance that actually is like multidimensional and not like a Hallmark movie. So I think it has that to it. It has depth of character. It has a wide array of characters. I, I think it's it's got a lot of things going for it that people like in a show. Clearly has the following because of the, the uh, position that it's in at number one on the Netflix charts. Um... And it's got a following that read the book, as Kristen previously noted. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a it's a triple A plus in terms of uh, longevity, and I would expect us to see several more seasons, probably not eight, um, to cover this because by the time they did eight seasons, they're all going to be too old, and it would just be weird. Oh, the actors? Um, I would say a good, solid four-season run, and they put it in the books. Feel pretty good about that. Three. three would be totally fair, too. But mm-hmm. Bridgerton, it's a clear for takeoff for me. Kristen? I agree. Definitely clear for takeoff. I think something that I was thinking about is, like, shows like Downton Abbey and The Crown, these types of shows, focus... I mean, I've never seen Downton Abbey, but from what I have seen on previews, it's like more older characters and like older people that they are the characters. And this, I think, is more younger characters focuses on the younger people. So that's a different audience, I think, that like I would like that more than Mm -hmm. an older character show, even though I love The Crown. So, yeah, I think... It reaches, it's like the same vein, but reaches a slightly different audience. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be good. I think they, since there's eight books, I think this season is just the first book. But they could try to squish everything else into right. maybe three more seasons. But clearly they have some elements of later books because you said Marina wasn't even in the book. Sure. And she's there. Right. So they're handling so they, part they're of that. They're making it go a little quicker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kristen, who intends to read more of these books, uh, maybe she gets uh, like a book four spoiler in uh, maybe. in season one of the show. Who knows? They can do it in any way they want to. And that's interesting. What do you think, Sean? I will third that. Uh, it obviously yes. has the audience. It has the cast it has it's it's just weird because i out of like everything that would 
that I thought would get all these viewers. I just didn't expect this show to pop off like it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's cool in a way. Because I, like, I, like, I never knew that that many people were into this. Um, I know. I think we can talk about this now. But I searched up Bridgerton season two. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't say anything other than, uh, it says that they're. Hold on, let me. I want to just read this correctly. It says, L dot com says we won't. Oh my god, I can't read. We have a feeling we won't be seeing a second season until Christmas twenty twenty two. Oh. Okay. So it's gonna be a while. Wow. And that is Two if years. coronavirus calms down, I guess. It better. If it doesn't, then that's a problem. But we're not talking about yeah talking about the virus right now. That's interesting, though. They said two years. Wow. That hmm. sucks. It does suck. Unless, well, you said there's eight books, and they focus on probably all the kids. Maybe season two is just one of the. Um, younger kids but clearly it doesn't matter if they get that old because eloise is played by a 31 year old woman right she could just be that exactly she's not gonna change it's makeup they can make you look like whatever they want and they could just cg you yeah just like in the mandalorian all that cg at the end you know if you know you know it's the fifth biggest original series launched to date Wow. wow what are the other four I uh, do not have those resources. Oh, come on. <laughs> I need to know the facts. It says, I'm gonna say, it says season one is based on the novel The Duke and I. And I. Okay. Correct. Well. Best season it. one launches of all time. Uh, anything else to say, Sean, about bridgerton um i don't know like it would be really cool if they did do a one book per season or a season per book i don't know what the hell which way it would go but uh Uh i feel like it's kind of unrealistic because i don't know if this is really an eight season show i i it would be cool if they did like four episodes one book and then the next four in the season another and just did four seasons but i don't see this going four seasons i can see it maybe going three and getting the ending that it wants in some way possible i just don't Mm. know how they would do that interesting Mm. interesting for sure i didn't find anything unfortunately my brief look up into the best season ones of all time but if you're wondering what which single season one has the best rating of all time uh it's firefly from 2002 with a nine out of ten i've never heard of that you never heard of firefly okay it's like a cult classic it canceled after one season which is why it's got such a fond uh Mm. following you'd have to think that stranger things is up there it's not game of thrones we're not this is not the article he was looking at yeah, well, yeah, true. If we're saying, like, shows that launched with, that were that were hot, like, uh, like, Bridgerton, I know, it's probably, like, uh, Stranger Things might be on that list, but if Sean doesn't have the deets, then we're, 
gonna be lost in a what website are you on? I'm on like I'm on screenrant.com, the top ten best one season t oh, oh. one season TV shows. Okay, wrong article. Never mind, not season one, one season. I thought Bridgerton was good. I think Kristen's going to keep watching the show, and I think that I will watch it when she has it on the TV, but I won't need to like be there yeah. to watch it. That's uh, fine. It had enough meat on the bone for me to wonder what the heck's going on, because I need to find out that Antony is Lady Whistledown. You're not going to know. We're going to find out, folks. We're going to find out. I'm going I'm to contact the director. I'm going to contact you. How do you know that? Arbitrarily. Because okay, I read wait. that she's in the first four books. Something. Oh. <laughs> I think I found some. Okay. Five. Bridgerton. He's got 60, it. Number five. Bridgerton. 63 million households. Uh, this is a documentary. Tiger King got to 64 million households. Fair. Number three. Stranger Things. Season Ooh. four. Stranger Things season three. 64 okay. million households. The show Money Heist, uh, Mm -hmm. part part four, sixty-five million households. Sean's got flat on the phone. Okay. Sean's dad's here. What? I'm doing the podcast. What? What about Vlad? (laughs) Okay. We're keeping it in. (laughs) Hey, buddy. (laughs) Last but not least was The Witcher season one. Wow. Yo, The Witcher. Wow, 70, 76 million households, which kind of wow. killed everything else. Fun fact, that got a double crash landing, I think, from Kristen and I. Yeah. But hey, it was uh, it was clearly pogged out of its gourd. Wow. That's wild. Like, I did not expect The Witcher. The Witcher. Applause for The Witcher, everybody. Um, I don't have anything else to say about Bridgerton, Sean. You know what? I don't think I do either, John. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's move on to close out the podcast. Thank you all for listening to our discussion on the Netflix original show Bridgerton today. We very much appreciate it. I very much appreciate Sean and Kristen being here with me to discuss it. Um, for those of you that are, have listened to this point, thank you so much. If you would be so kind as to Follow the podcast if you're not doing that already on any podcast platform that you're listening to. Spotify, maybe Apple Podcast, whatever. Um, do that. Hit the hit the subscribe or the follow button. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I'd be very much appreciative. If you would like, you can send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at pilotsguidepod. You can also find a link to uh, a small selection of merchandise that was put together by my sister Emily, our artist in the description below and uh last but not least i would like to thank our producers andrew and angelo for helping put out this podcast we are not done yet folks though we always wrap up these podcasts with um a very important portion uh first what are we watching next week sean i've i've presented you with a show that we will try uh on for size next week do you recall what my presentation was I don't. <laughs> what is All it? right. He doesn't remember. It's been an hour and a half that we're recording this. It's fine. We're going to be watching the show WandaVision, oh, which oh. is <laughs> a Disney Plus original superhero show for the superhero Vision, who is from Marvel, who I don't know literally anything about. So the show looks cool, though. So 
We're gonna check that out. Excited. You got you got that Disney Plus, right? You're good I to go. Disney. I got that Disney Disney. I got that Disney Disney. I got that Plus Plus. Uh, you have Discovery Plus. You have Discovery Plus. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to inform you that I don't. Kristen, give a one minute talk about Discovery Plus because there's a new streaming service in town, folks. Yeah, all you need to know is that Magnolia Network is on it. What's Magnolia Network? Um, Chip and Joanna Gaines' new network. It's just the preview right now. I'm not sure when like the full network is going to be available. But there's like a preview of every show that they're doing, um, which are so fun. Cooking show, home improvement shows, gardening shows. Yeah. Love it. Um, you can also get HGTV, TLC. Food Network, Guy food Fieri, network. Content Unlimited. Oh, yeah. All the good shows that have never been on a streaming service now are. Like what? Do we stand Chip Like and everything Joanna? on HGTV. Yes, we stand Chip and Joanna Gaines. Yes, we love them. Um, so you can get six months free if you have Verizon. True. That's but a promotion. But it's only $5. True. It's a, it's a pretty lower scale. Um, and if you like 90 Day Fiance, I mean, there's a ton of that on there. So who knows? Trashfinity. Trash finity. Get rid of your cable, honestly. Cut the cord. This is baby. the last thing you needed. Now Discovery it's here. plot. We're we've reached the pinnacle of streaming <laughs> technology. I will say though, they have to stop uh stop calling them whatever plus. Yeah. Like they need to come up with a new thing. It should have been like yeah. Discovery Pulse or something like that. <laughs> or like Discovery Universe. Oh. Extended Discovery or something okay. like that. Before, I know we're at the hour and a half mark, and I want to make this short, but I wanted to bring up uh, the creators of Outer Banks are being sued, I believe. Because, what? Because they stole. Well, this is <gasps> this is this is the no, they didn't steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, they the creators supposedly stole almost the exact same story as this author and really now the author is pissed that it got all this recognition and his book is like not even known i looked up if it was a book and i couldn't find anything wow well it's uh, outer banks itself isn't a book yeah wow it's based on so interesting but yeah i'll tell you what they yeah I'll tell you what they did steal, though. They stole my freaking name. I the main character is John B. John B. and the gold. He goes to wherever. John, where do you hide your gold? I hide my gold in stonks. <laughs> that Bitcoin? Yeah, that that B-I-T-C-O-I-N. That was going to be my shower thought, honestly. What, Bitcoin? It was, I was going to talk about how apparently Bitcoin, I don't know much about it, but uh, apparently it's popping off right now. A lot of talk about Bitcoin in the last three days for me. My <laughs> father bought $7 of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is priced at $36,000 right now. It's crazy. I don't Pretty understand nuts. it, but... Invest in Bitcoin. Yeah, don't invest in Bitcoin. Some. Even if you don't understand, I don't understand it, but maybe we should get some. Let me tell you the hot stock tip. Tobias invest Harris in, is raving about it. Invest in Tobias Harris, <laughs> Joel Embiid MVP stock, and Tesla. Done. Yeah. Ew, I'm done with Tesla. Elon Musk, the richest human being on the world, more richer than Jeffrey Bezos. 
He's selling all of his homes. All right, we're babbling on now. That's it. Close this out, Sean. <laughs> Wait, close it out. I thought we did. Just say goodbye. We gotta do our uh, bit though. Run, the run bit about though. the cabin. Correct. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, folks, this is the point where you can hop off of the uh, the plane. Where are we landing, Sean? No, it's Kristen. Kristen, where are we landing? I land? always have to come up with a place. <laughs> where are we landing? Now you feel the pressure. Just literally know. say anywhere. It has to be somewhere cool that we Barbados! It could be England. I guess we have to go to England. At the Bridgerton household. Yeah. All right, we're heading out to, to meet up with the Bridgertons. Uh, folks, you can feel free to let yourself off. And uh, on your way out... Uh, if you would be so kind as to grab a tiny tequila and a bag of mixed nuts, that'll get you through until our next flight when we watch WandaVision. Um, but as always, folks, be ready to hop back on the plane. And as we say around these parts, you may now, Kristen. Round. No! <laughs> feel free. <laughs> you may now feel free, Sean. To Rome. About, Kristen. The. Sean. Cabin. Let's go. We did it. <laughs> always Why can't you feel free? Why can't you just do it? And Please feel free to run about the cabin, everybody. <laughs> this has been another episode of Pilot's Guide. We will talk to you next week with WandaVision. Goodbye. Bye-bye.